0: everybody welcome to what does the bible say about that in this episode will and i are going to discuss the topic of life we're gonna look at what the bible has to say about life discuss how the bible is a book of life actually uh not the human life but regarding the divine life of god and we're gonna look a lot in first john gospel of john actually we go all over the bible this episode so it should be a lot of fun for you guys hope you enjoy as always send in any questions or comments you might have We're always looking for new ideas for topics um, and you can follow us on instagram at uh, the bible podcast so hope you guys enjoy hey will hey here we go <laughs> i get excited every time every time i hear you say hey back i'm say, all right podcast i know
1: i have been thinking about drawing out that hay longer and longer each time, but <laughs> yes yeah. yeah,
0: man well, how are you doing
1: you know i'm doing really good actually yeah i'm'm I'm, I've, I've i've had some good rest quarantine mm-hmm. is letting up even more, yeah for the most part um,
0: and it yeah it it's just good. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm glad quarantine's up. I mean, honestly, I'm sort of a recluse a lot of times, so I, I'm totally fine just being locked in my house, drinking coffee, reading books forever. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I was kind of enjoying being forced to do that, so I had a good excuse versus I just want to, but anyways, I guess it yeah. had to be lifted at some point, so. For sure. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, yeah. should we just keep, we could just keep you know, talking about each other
0: and our families. <laughs> That's what people really want to hear. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: What's that shoe? You
0: okay. What are we talking about today? <laughs> okay. Today's topic. I wear an 11 on... and a half, by the way, shoe. Oh, okay. In case you it. wanted to get me some shoes. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. So, so, um today 's topic is about life life yeah, yeah. is is that what we 're going to title this episode is just life
0: I, I think so i don 't know maybe we 'll see how how the time goes um you know people might might get surprised to realize how little prep we do for these podcasts um, <laughs> I get surprised how we 're able to do a podcast each time, but anyways um <laughs> But yeah, let's see. I mean, I think life will be kind of the general theme. Um I I was just, you know, I was thinking about this topic and um you know, it's 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 really interesting. The Bible, you know, is a vast book, right? It's been mm-hmm. used to um justify a variety of great and evil things in the world, right? I mean, it's it's, you could say it, it's the foundation for our Western civilization, right? Sure. Uh, it's got all these great moral principles in it. Um, it's, you know, it, it, I mean, you can, you can basically find anything you want in the Bible, basically. But, you know, there's a, there's a central theme or central line in the Bible that kind of governs it as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you see it in the beginning and you see it at the very end and you see it throughout. Uh, And that's this matter actually of life. Yeah. In the very beginning, man is placed in a garden. And what's the primary thing in that garden? It's the tree of life. Right? Yeah. Uh, And it's all about the tree of life. And when he sins, what's the main consequence? It's you cannot partake of the tree of life life. anymore. Yeah. No life. Mm -hmm. End of the Bible. How does it end? Well, you've got this grand city, but the main thing in the city is this tree of life. And it's not just sitting there. It's like it's on both sides of the river. It's everywhere. I mean, this thing is growing everywhere and it's producing all this fruit. It's healing people. It's feeding people. It's like the tree is the main thing. Um, And then, yeah, throughout the Bible... We find this theme of life everywhere. So it'd you know, it'd be good to kind of get into this matter of life. What is life? How is, how does the Bible present life? Um, it's, it's an interesting topic, I think.
1: Right. Yeah. And just a, a little plug for the Bible too, and about the divine inspiration that, mm. you know, it's written over thousands of years from yeah. various different authors. And what we see being revealed once the Bible is, I mean, it's, it's since it's been concluded, Mm -hmm. is that the whole thing has been about life and the authors may not have even specifically known they were even writing about that or the topic, but you know, this, the divine inspiration is that when you look at really each book of the Bible with this view, you'll find Mm -hmm. it, you'll find life. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause a a lot of times, like I, like I was saying, I mean, you know, you can see a lot of stuff in the Bible, but, um, but a lot of it is kind of just the leaves of the Bible. It's not really the main thought, the, the pulse, like the, the core of it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when you start looking for life, actually, you find it everywhere. Um, but it's interesting. You, so, actually, um, the Bible itself, I think we should talk about that just briefly. Like, the Bible itself is not meant to convey knowledge. It's, it's not meant to teach us a religion or a worldview. Right. Um. Can be taken that way, but that's actually the. It's not. That's not how it's meant to be taken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it. It. You know. I'm thinking of John six sixty three. The Lord says, "The words which I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life." Mm-hmm. And so, and a, a lot of times when the when the different New Testament authors, or even some in the Old Testament, they're they're looking or get it receiving God's word. They liken it to Food, something yeah. that nourishes them and gives them life. And uh, I think Paul says this pretty directly in 2 Corinthians 3, I think it's verse 6, talks about, you know, the, the letter kills, but the spirit gives, gives life. Yeah. So there's, there's like a, there's a function of the Bible. It's meant to convey life to us. Um, and so actually, when we come to the Bible, we should be coming to seek that life, that life um not not just dead knowledge really right so, yeah
1: yeah no that's a I think that's a that's a good segue too in seeing that the spirit and the Bible are directly related mm yeah right uh, I think it's first Timothy six right no is that right six nineteen
0: that's about the really life right oh the really life yeah yeah
1: yeah you yeah, go ahead. Well, I was, I was, I was thinking about this verse. I, I'm so terrible with memorizing scripture, but the the verse that talks about all scriptures got breathed.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, 2 Timothy, Timothy right? three sixteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that like we saw last episode or last podcast, Oh, well, actually, two podcasts ago yes. that the breath of God is directly related to his spirit and to man's mm-hmm. spirit, depending on the word Hebrew, yeah, and Greek. But um, the fact that the word of God is the breath of God is means it's also directly related to the spirit and man's Mm -hmm. spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that, the, the spirit there, this kind of why it ties in. Well, it's like the spirit is trying to convey life actually to our spirit. It's like, yeah, that's via the scriptures, but I I think like, I I just want to like, life in general that's such a like a mysterious topic yeah true Mm because because it's like like most people don't talk about life like that as if it's like this object or this thing external to us um like we know that we're alive we're living right yeah yeah. um like i have life you can say but it's like it's really mysterious life in in itself um like when does a person die like, is it when the brain functions cut off? Is it when the heart stops beating? Right. You know, when, you know, if I cut off my arm or if I you cut me in half, did I like lose half my life? Like, what is, like, what is life? Like right. What is this kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and
1: there's also, and it's a, yeah, go ahead. Well, there's also the symbolic side, right? It's like when some, someone goes through a traumatic experience, maybe sometimes we'll mm-hmm. characterize that as like, they're just not the same, like a part of them died.
0: Uh, you know yeah, what I mean?
1: Right. Like, there's it, it also like this—I don't know—maybe a less tangible yeah. way we see it too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and really, like, I, we're not going to address this, I don't think, at all, actually, mm-hmm. because actually, the Bible's emphasis is actually not so much on the human life, right? It's not so much on on what makes up man's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when we're talking about the Bible being a book of life or a garden of life, you can say. We're talking actually about the divine life of God himself. It's uh, like all these other lives, be it the plant life, the animal life, the human life. Actually, they're not really life. They're, in a sense, shadows and pictures of God's life. I mean, you, you know, there is like they are alive, but in a sense, they're not. It's not the full picture, it, it, or it is like a picture in that yeah. sense. It's yeah. like I'm looking at an image of someone, but that's not the actual person himself. And so they're mere like Colossians talks about they're they're the shadows of the body. Mm-hmm. So it, you can see something of the body in the shadows, but it's not the real thing itself. And so that verse you mentioned at first, the First Timothy six nineteen, it talks about the life which is really life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all other lives are just shadows, and but it's God's life and God's very life, which is the real life, and that's what the Bible is trying to convey to us. Um, but I, it, it's interesting, because that, too, that still sounds super mysterious. It's like, okay, God's life, like, what is that exactly? Like, you know, I get the tree of life, like, I get to live forever, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that, like the the tree of life and the eternal life, everlasting life, like the distinctions there.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my first impression is, is just to check with my experience, which is, mm. it's like just being alive as a human, as a human being, mm. um, and analyzing and looking at all the other types of life, the plant life, the animal life. Um, it's like the <laughs> animals and plants don't ever even feel a sense of purpose. Like, they just are they mm. just exist they don't have consciousness really i mean maybe animals do to some extent but mm-hmm. us we have this desire i have this desire to be uh satisfied and to be happy and to be whatever to 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 really feel like my existence matters i guess and
0: yeah
1: um and and also just to have the most uh, i don't satisfying existence and so mm. where that comes in is the only way that I've and, and place and um, experience I've ever had of that highest, deepest, most meaningful satisfaction, where it's like you're completely satisfied and you don't want anything else, mm. is mm-hmm. only when I've accessed this divine life, God's life. Yeah, and so right, and so like to me, it, like just the imagery and just imagining being in a state of being of complete satisfaction and total joy and like you, you can't desire anything else. It's like, that's it. I'm just trying to care. You know what I mean? Like this is like the characterization of God's life. It's not just a matter of living forever or, you know, being in a place forever, but it's like, we also get brought to this state of being that, that answers the question of why we exist in a very experiential way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like in our experience, we realize like when we like we talked about regeneration a little while ago, it's like you don't just get like a a ticket or a promise that you're gonna live forever. Like it actually heightens your existence. Yeah, and it, it it you know kind of makes you glow in a sense. It's like everything seems a little bit brighter. Like you have a different. It's like the world has changed, or my view of the world has changed. Right. So it's like something got inside that like you're saying it, it is the very life of god and so when john three sixteen says you know he who believes in him is not perish shall have eternal life certainly that carries the component of going on into eternity but it's like literally everybody is going to live forever like that's a promise you just might have an eternal like
1: yeah. suffering mm-hmm. you know or yeah. an
0: eternal existence but the emphasis in the bible is receiving the very life of god and so eternal has to do more with the nature of the life. It's God's life versus the, you know, the time aspect of you're, it's going to just go on into eternity.
1: You yeah, know? right.
0: Um, but I think you know, it, it's really interesting, though, because I was looking in the Bible, like, you know, where can we see this life of God? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually only one verse in the entire Bible that mentions the, the, the phrase life of God. And that's Ephesians 4.18. And it's actually talking about people who don't have the life of God, who are alienated from the life of God. Hmm. Um, The emphasis in the Bible is not so much on the life of God as something external to God, as something that's like he gives us apart from himself. The the emphasis on the Bible is that God comes to us as life. Hmm. But does that make sense? It's like it's not like I just receive this thing from God but no, he actually comes inside of me as life.
1: Yeah, no, for, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: and so there's these verses I, I can just fly through them real quick. But um, the first John, there's first John five twelve, which is he who has the son has the life, and he who does not have the son does not have the life. And so possessing Christ, the Son of God, inside of you means you have the life, the life that's really life. Mm-hmm. And so Colossians 3, 4, it says Christ, our life. When Christ, our life is manifested. Like he is our very life, our living, our, our existence, our nature. He is like our new life within. Yeah, And that's clear in the Gospels of John or Gospel of John. It's like John 14, 6, I am the life. John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the life. And John 10, 10, I came to give life. And John 1, 4, it's like in him was life. Yeah. And then 1 John one chapter one verse one through three and everyone should go read those verses. Cause it's incredible. It's talking about the eternal life of God and it's saying we touched it. We beheld it. We saw it. It's like, we wow. smelled it. Like it, we, we got it, you right. know, um, like the life of God was manifested among us, i.e. Jesus Christ. And we were with him. I, I laid in his bosom. Like yeah. the eternal life appeared to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah, it just, this is just kind of blowing my concept. Like, oh, the life of God is not a thing I received. I got God himself, and he is now my life.
1: Right. Well, yeah. What let's,
0: a concept well, change.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let, okay, I, I kind of want to camp out here for a second. Like, how does this manifestation happen? To, because, sh, you know, surely there's all these different concepts of, like, you have a lot of the charismatic movements of, you know, it, uh-huh. it, it, it manifest God's, well, I shouldn't say it. God's life manifests in a way of gifts or he, you know, healings or, or works of power. But uh-huh. John doesn't mention any of those things in 1 John. Uh-huh. His is more right. of like, it's almost like a fruit. I mean, he doesn't say fruit, but it's like an expression of life in the way we act. It's like our yeah. action. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, like those can be mimicked to some degree, You know, yeah. like acting like a child of God. And so... What are your thoughts on that as far as like today, the life of God being manifested? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, this is a good point. And I think that I'm just going to go off on a slight tangent here. But, you know, like God's revealed intent in the Bible is that he wants a relationship with man. And and that relationship, um, when I I know a lot of people talk about having a relationship with God. I heard that all the time. Yeah. But I think our, our our concept of that needs to be lifted up. He doesn't want to be our just our friend, like by our side. Like Jesus is my friend, he's my buddy. I you know he takes care of me. You know that's that is an aspect of him. But he his his desire is to have a very very deep relationship with us, mm-hmm. and a much closer relationship to us than that. And so um, you know it's not just buddy buddy. It's not just even father son. He doesn't even want to just be the one who, you know, is, is our father, who we honor and who we love and who takes care of us. Um, you know, the the deepest, re- like he wants to be near to us. He wants to be close to us. He wants to be one with us. And so the only way for him to, to do that, the way for him to be as near as possible, as close as possible is to actually come live inside yeah. of us and to become joined to us and one with us and, 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 saturate our whole being so that like there's no more separation from god it, it's not just you know i'm now honoring god with my body it's like he wants that kind of relationship with us and so i'm sorry I'm, i say that because that is the emphasis in the scriptures that's the emphasis of john but paul has the same thoughts like christ in you the hope of glory like i want to know the unsearchable riches of christ ephesians 3 8 um and so yeah all these gifts and power and outward things like we've been talking about this with the other spirit podcast like that's something that happened just as much in the old testament and it has nothing to do with god's purpose and with god's life yeah like like he does use that like that can be helpful in the bringing people to christ or in helping to encourage others but you might not be changed at all if you exercise in the spiritual gifts and the the Corinthians are the prime example, they had all gifts and all knowledge in chapter one, verse seven, they are the ideal charismatic movement, the ideal charismatic church. Like I want to be part of the Corinthians if I'm seeking the charismatic stuff. Yeah. But he, but Paul says, you guys are infants and you are fleshy. You are, I can't even speak the words that I need to speak to you because you're just little children. Right. You're so immature. And, and we see that a lot in charismatic and Pentecostal movements. They're having a great time. It's super exciting. But there's a lot of unholy things. Their person is not as changed, not as, as what it should be, what it should be manifesting in terms of the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. in Galatians 5. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I just want to make that side point. It's like, But life is not just a thing. It's Christ himself inside of us being joined to us and then filling us right and then it's like this life isn't just for me to feel good it's actually it comes with an expression because it's a person that person is inside of me and so that person lives out of me right yeah
1: no yeah. i i think that's a great answer for sure i mean i think also galatians was a good place to end because you see paul like galatians 220 says no longer i who live but christ that lives in me Right. Which right, yeah. is expression of life or of God in that sense is I'm, I'm, I'm dead, you know, like hmm. it's Christ now living in me, expressing himself through me. Um, yeah. And I, I, maybe that's also another good point to hit is, you know, God's desire is, it, it does seem like the Bible reveals his deepest desire is to be completely one with man. Right. Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe we should do another episode on that alone. Um, yeah. And John 17 is a great place to see that. Um, but, but also, I guess, a, part of it to understand, um, and I, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, uh, but, but man has a problem called mm. sin, you know? And, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter how many miraculous things we do. Cause we, it, it, we can do miraculous things, even though mm-hmm. technically we have sin in us. Um, yeah. And, you know, things, anyways, things like that can happen, but, it doesn't change us. Just like right. your point. And so the life is in a way it's like we are being transformed, but we're also mm-hmm. this life is being exchanged for our own natural sinful fallen right. life. Right. Right. And so the destination is for this life to grow and to continue to um, I mean this is this is really God's this is God's plan. His administration, right. his economy is for this natural bad sinful i I mean i I shouldn't even say bad sometimes it's good you know there is the tree of knowledge of good and evil and so the fact that we have that in us this moral good evil natural thing life yeah needs to get replaced with god's divine eternal uncreated indestructible everlasting divine life and that's you know that's i guess that's um, I don't know. That's just another aspect of it. Like in order for it (laughs) to get fully expressed the way that God wants it to, there is this element Mm -hmm. on the, in a sense on the negative side of some stripping and some um, totally breaking, I guess.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I, I was thinking of the garden too, even when you were saying that it's like, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and what it represents is it's you trying to do what's right apart from God. And so even, like, moral perfection and coming to a point where, like, I'm just not as bad as my neighbor, I'm going to give the charity, I'm going to be kind to people, I'm going to try really hard to not yell at my wife. Like, this kind of, of self, you know, cultivation is is still, I mean, it's just as foreign to the Bible as the sinful living in, you know, fornication or idolatry. It's yeah. like, both are repudiated by God. And I... Galatians, I think, is actually a great place to camp a little bit more because it's like Galatians 1, verse 15 and 16. You have Paul saying, you know, I please God to reveal his son in me. Right. So, so Christ was revealed inside of Paul. Like Christ is now living in me. But well, actually, he's just in there. But in chapter 2, verse 20, it's now the way to live is it's no longer me who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And so he begins to live out of Paul as a replacement of Paul. But that life actually needs to grow and needs to make room in other parts of his heart. And so in chapter four, verse 19, it's then his labor is that Christ would be completely formed in you. Wow, yeah. It's like he needs to be, be pressed into this mold so that Christ is now my thoughts, Christ is now my emotions. You know It's so hard to imitate Christ. How do you do it? Yeah. Like, he, dude, one day he's yeah. whipping people in the temple. Next day he's washing your feet. It's like, right. what, okay, am I supposed to whip this guy or wash him? Like, yeah. what's my role? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. And that's the point. It's like Christ himself, the person, has to get formed to me or else I'm just going to be doing a poor job of representing God, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting, uh, just as we're wrapping up here, to talk a little bit about the Trinity um, yeah, because, because actually this, um, you know, cr- the way Christ gets inside of us has everything to do with the fact that God is triune. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, God himself is dwells in unapproachable light. It's first Timothy six, I think, 16. Um, so he, he's untouchable, unknowable. He, he is infinite, eternal, transcendent beyond us. But Christ came as the embodiment of God Uh, Colossians 2 9 all the fullness of the God had dwelled in him bodily and in John 1 uh, 18 he came to declare God to us like he's the only one who had seen God and he came to reveal him to us and so when you've seen Jesus you see the father but how does Jesus relate to us because he's a man like he can't hop inside of me like that's like that just won't work right And, and so it's like Okay, so now there's a, we have the Father there embodied in the Son, but then he's transmitted to us by the Spirit. Like we talked about the Spirit being the Spirit of Christ himself, right. the Spirit of Jesus. And so the triune God, you know, he exists tri- in his tri- triunity, I guess, uh, from eternity. But the way he's revealed in the Bible is he's, he's working out God's economy to transmit all that he is into us and he does that as the father embodied in the son transmitted through the spirit.
1: Yeah. It's- wow. That's a, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've somewhat heard this before, but it's interesting to even see it there. So would could you say that? I don't know, actually that, sorry, this is kind of a little bit new to me.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it might be helpful actually that there's a verse that kind of says this yeah, okay, explicitly. Okay. That's helpful. Um, so Second Corinthians three or thirteen fourteen, it talks about like this is Paul's blessing at the end. He talks about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Um, and <clears throat> the, those three terms love, grace, and fellowship are really significant. You know, like will I might love you. I do love you. Thank but, you. But yeah, I mean, well. I, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So, but like, my loving you, if I hadn't just said that right there, like, if I, if I just love you from afar, like, that doesn't do anything for you.
1: Yeah, true.
0: You know, yeah. that's that's just something in my heart. But grace, right, is my, that would be like me getting you a gift. It's like, I'm gonna buy Will a new pair of headphones, because he desperately needs some. And, <laughs> and, and that's my gift to you. It's like, Here's a gift. So, so you can say that that's grace. So the love of God is that's what's that is God Himself. Mm-hmm. But the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is God embodied. And so John 1 14, He came full of grace. He's the embodiment of God who is love. So He is the expression, the gift of love to us. But the, it, it, it can't actually get to you, those headphones, unless I ship them to you via UPS, you know? Yeah. And so we need the fellowship of the ups right there or the fellowship of the holy spirit in this verse and so it's like this is the transmission of god to man in his trinity and, and you also see that in, in revelation 22 with the throne of god and of the land and the river coming out but we don't have to get into that but it's like this is how the trinity is revealed to us in the bible it's not as a dead doctrine but it's as a living you know well springing yeah. up and flowing good to point. man yeah. yeah good point yeah I think that's great. I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was loving getting into this, I mean, like, seeing yeah, it. words for it's sure. Like, no, yeah. it's great. I mean, if you do want to give me headphones,
1: I mean, I guess we could also use don- <laughs> donation money. Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, sorry. So where, where can they donate if they uh, – uh, I'll uh, – yeah, I'll add it into see. the outro because I want to make sure, night. yeah, get it clear and – we can yeah we can link it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah we've gone pretty pretty long here i'm sorry i kind of went on some tangents there i think that was uh, super helpful yeah yeah i hope so but yeah um is there anything else to add i mean there's a lot a lot to add but (laughs) hey
1: what what are we doing do you know what we're going to be doing next time
0: well i had something uh I thought we could maybe uh, this is this might be a bit bold. Uh, I was thinking either we could talk about we could continue on this line of the spirit, and we could talk about like the functions like predestination, which is a fun topic, and uh, all that. Or actually, I thought we might also consider talking about church history. Um Ooh. And you know the Bible actually talks about church history, which is kind of interesting. So. I don't know. Do you want you want to pick? You want to keep on the you want know, predestination or church history?
1: Let me let me let me uh, consider it. You know, and if our listeners have a choice, I would love to make this right. some democracy.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, they can uh, comment or look at our Instagram and and let us know what they want to hear.
1: Yeah. Okay, that sounds good.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, until next time. Until next time. <laughs>
1: Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of What Does the Bible Say About That? As always, we would love to hear any type of feedback from, from our listeners. So if, if that's from past episodes or from, from this episode or even suggestions for future topics that maybe you had questions about or would like to hear us talk about or ramble about however you want to say it. Um, you can find us on Instagram at The Bible Podcast and that's where we'd love to hear the feedback. So if you... I want to comment on a post or uh, send us a message. That would be fantastic. Also, the Instagram page is kind of where we're currently posting, you know, new topics and kind of where we're headed. And we also put notes there from from our, from our podcast if you want to further study some of the topics or try to prove us wrong. We'd be happy to be wrong. Um, also... If you wanted to give us a five-star review, if you enjoyed it that much, feel free. That would be great if um, also you would subscribe, tell your friends about it, share it with the world. I mean, maybe the world doesn't want to hear us, but you know, we would be happy about it. Okay, well, I should probably end this outro here, so I'm going to end it, and we're looking forward to putting out some more content for you guys and hearing from y'all.